Well, it's finally happened. The football season is unfortunately over. And if you have the fantasy football blues like I do, now is the best time to try daily fantasy basketball. And there's no better place for all your daily fantasy needs than underdog fantasy. Sign up now with promo code JNR and get up to a $100 deposit match. Underdog Fantasy is an easy-to-use app. The newsfeed gives you up-to-the-minute injury updates, news stories, and team updates for your favorite teams. Don't forget to use the promo code JNR when you sign up and let the games begin. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the JNR Basketball Podcast. I'm John, and I am joined by Ronnie, who I just found out doesn't believe in GPS. So <laughs> we got that going for us. Yeah, we were just talking about the uh, before the podcast how whenever I go to a friend's house, um, you know, usually my wife will get directions or something, and then I'll I'll ride with her one time, and then I know where it is. I I never use GPS. I just remember where it is from then on. You know, anytime I drive. Right. It's just. It just reminds me of back in the day when you would give directions to your friend's house and you'd be like, turn left at Burger King and <laughs> right. then go down two streets. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's just, I don't want to go back to that world. I, I'm very happy to use GPS right? every day. Yeah. You know, uh, you're old I when, you, you. Once, when you remember the days before GPS. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I Yeah, that's true. Uh, how's it going, Ronnie? How's your uh, fantasy playoff dreams? Uh, I'm in one, but I'm out in the other because your wife beat me. As all, right. all of my injuries it is so here. stupid like the whole entire year I'm, I'm like averaging like 800 points at least you know which is okay you know but then i get all a slew of injuries the week the first week the playoffs start and i just had no chance like i i tried yeah you know tra- trading players or dropping players adding in area and that, like that worked a little bit but still just your wife's team was was no. healthy and mine wasn't so <laughs> i lost and What's the point of you know doing all the work the whole entire year just to get bumped out in the first round? So it frustrated me, and I don't like fantasy basketball anymore. Oh my goodness, we took a turn there. Yeah, but I'm doing okay in my other you're one. You're taking your ball and you're going home. Yeah, I I'm in this one right now. I'm so this is the categories league that I'm still in. Yep. This is the first round too. I was leading like the whole week, but now it's four to five, and he's beating me by one. Looks like. The percentage, my field goal percentage, it's 502 and his is 504. So anything could happen during this record of our podcast. I but... mean, as, yeah, as we're recording, this is Sunday night. This is the last game, last games of the week are going yep. on. So yeah, I got Schroeder Ooh. and then Anthony Ooh. Davis right now, the Lakers. So Schroeder right now is, okay. his field goal percentage is 0.333. So screw him. <laughs> That's helpful. And Anthony Davis is sucking <laughs> up. He's at point, he's at 40% right now. So Oh, wow. That is sad yeah. because Anthony Davis should be a high percentage yeah. shooter. Hopefully they start making some high quality shots, but we'll see. I could also take the lead yeah. if I get a bunch of steals, but I would need like six. <laughs> An absurd amount of steals. Yeah, six between the two of those. But yeah, how, how is yours now. doing? Uh, I'm doing okay. I'm in the consolation bracket because my team uh, stayed about 500 all year. Yeah. But... In the playoffs, I'm playing against people like you who've just quit. <laughs> so <laughs> I am dominating the the lower half of the bracket. Yeah, and uh, laughing all the way to the bank. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's, it's going okay. And then my other league, my categories league, I'm I was in the top three for most of the year. Uh, like you, I got some injuries, so I'm, I'm hovering around the fifth. Our playoffs don't start till next week. Yeah, so hopefully. Um, we get it together. We get some of these guys healthy. Again. Right. Did you learn your lesson but, not to draft players like Zion anymore? Cause yeah, Zion's been on my bench all year. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's rough. It's rough. Yeah. 
So uh, if this was a keeper league, right, Zion's a great pick because you think at some point he'll be healthy. Although now I'm starting to have my doubts yeah. that he actually will ever be healthy. But right, we will see. Yeah, I saw a little update happens. out of him too. Like he's going to be out for like two, what did it say? Like three more weeks with his um, hamstring injury too. And I can't believe when is get- the last time that he's played in a game? Because I honestly don't know. Has it's it been, been since so January? Long. January 2nd was his last game. Jeez. And yeah, it says Zion will be at, at at least two more weeks with hamstring strain. So that was on March eighth that that, that came out. Insane. Yeah. So I mean, and the Pelicans were in the driver's seat in the West, and now they have just yep. fallen. Right. Yeah. I know. If they're, you remember, they're out. Yeah, they're, they're in they're first in the West, and then he got injured, and they've been dropping ever since. And but you know, Brandon I, I go, was hurt for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I go back to last year. Remember last year they were in this playoffs with the Suns, and Zion was. Doing those that three sixty dunk and three sixty dunk. I was saying like yeah, this, they they're in the play. playoffs, but yeah, they should put him in there and probably beat the Suns and go on to the next round, you know, because Zion would be a, a huge factor there. And it's very rare that you even get to make the playoffs, you know. And here they are in like this other crappy situation. They need to make the play ins and yeah. they're they're barely gonna make it. Who knows if they're gonna make it and but they may not, right? Right. It's nothing's a foregone conclusion. There's so many teams just log jam there yeah. at, at you know, ninth to twelfth within you know, a game of each other. So, so crazy that it's working right. out for them. If I was a Pelicans fan, I would be so frustrated with that team right now. You were a Pelicans fan. You were drinking the Pelicans Kool-Aid all Okay, I season. am a Pelicans fan, but if I was like a home fan, like a, <laughs> not just like, like a real fan, yeah. not just a pretend podcast fan. <laughs> exactly. If I was like a home team fan, I guess you should say, then I would be even more frustrated than I am right now just being a, a Phoenix fan. Yeah, I get it. I get Alvarado's it. Alvarado's injured so gotta- too. I got a little bit of trivia for you. Sure. Did you know, I went on this little YouTube algorithm history. <laughs> did you know that Kobe Bryant was traded, quote unquote? No. From the Lakers? Do you? From the Lakers. Or yes. to the Lakers. Have you, have you, Is he, from the Lakers. This, was a, this blew my mind that I thought it was fake news. I had to go look it up. Uh, but it, it was real. In 2007, Kobe Bryant was frustrated. And he demanded a trade, and the Lakers traded him. Oh. They traded him to the Chicago Bulls. Ooh. I don't remember this at all. Do you have no, any recollection? Not of this? at all, because it didn't happen. So that's probably why I don't remember. It didn't it, happen. But... It didn't happen yet. So the Bulls were going to get Kobe Bryant. The Lakers were going to get Joachim Noah, Ben Gordon, Luol Deng, and Tyrese Thomas. I think a draft pick or two was thrown in there as well. Okay. And at the time, Kobe was the only player in the NBA that had a no trade clause. And he exercised it. He vetoed the trade oh, wow. because he thought that the 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 Bulls were giving up all of their young talent. And the whole reason he was dissatisfied in Los Angeles was because they had no talent. It was just him. Hmm. This was this was right after he had the the game in the postseason where he wasn't going to shoot the ball at all. He didn't shoot the ball at all in the second half, or only shot it like once in the second half and yeah. passed it a bunch. We saw LeBron do something similar to that, but Kobe did it originally. And he demanded, he asked for, he requested a trade. He announced it on a, a radio show and the Lakers tried to trade him. Huh. But then he changed his mind and they got him talent and they went on to win the championship <laughs> like three times after that. Yeah. So it was interesting little power move from Kobe there, but uh, I, I had no idea. Can you imagine Kobe in a Bulls uniform? It just feels, just feels so weird. Yeah, that would feel weird. But I mean, it's. It also, I think it would be right too, because they had Michael Jordan, the best player, and then Kobe Bryant is one of the best players ever. So, I mean, it's still a good fit. 
you know, just kind of like carry on that Jordan legacy. That's what they're saying is that, you know, it had been somebody to, to replace, you know, the seat that was emptied by MJ when he left, when he yeah. retired. And absolutely it could have been Kobe, but uh, he vetoed the trade. He ended up being a lifelong Laker, as you know. So yeah, I, I had no idea. Crazy. Like I knew there was periods of time where he was dissatisfied in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. but I never realized that a trade had actually been worked out and uh, it could have happened or imagine, until he vetoed it. Imagine the matches like with the Wizards when Jordan was on the Wizards facing against Kobe Bryant yeah. and the Bulls, you know, just that'd oh, be that'd kind be of hilarious. weird to see. Interesting. Speaking of Bulls, Lonzo Ball of the Chicago Bulls. He hasn't played in a while. He's played, he hasn't played even longer than Zion. Yeah. Uh, and he's still not going to be playing for a while. He is going to have to have a third surgery on his left knee. Yeah. And at this point, he's expected to miss most of the 23-24 season. He is the oldest ball brother and just can't get on the court. He was originally drafted by the Lakers before being kind of dealt away. But he will not play for quite some time. Yeah. Lonzo Ball. Poor guy. I don't know about this. Like, do you think it's just, like when you have knee injuries, is there some sort of like pain threshold that you just kind of, you have to like raise the bar a little bit, just knowing that after a knee injury, you're going to have a little bit of pain or because like, I don't think it's a pain thing. I think it's, it's, can he cut? Can he jump? You know, is his vertical and, and explosiveness gone? Because that, that's big in basketball. I don't think it's just pain. Well, from what I was reading, he said that he was still feeling some pain in his knee and that's why he wasn't playing yet. And they did another like microscopic surgery to help out and everything. But now they need Clean to do like a, dunk, another yeah. major one, you know, which is this news, you know, where he might be out the whole next season, but I don't know. That's, I, I want to, I think you should talk to like Derek Rose and uh, uh, some other guys have those knee injuries and just see like if they just have natural pain after a big knee injury, you know, like do you just, are you supposed to play through it? Like the pain can't just go completely away after a big knee injury, does it? I imagine you always have some lingering pain. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, he still gets paid. So mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what difference does it make to him? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting. If it's just, I, I didn't know about the pain thing. If it's just the pain thing, then it's kind of like, well, try to try to play through it. Although, the, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but like the you said. really lighting it up this year. So maybe yeah. it's just like, yeah. Yeah, as long as you get cut and drive and, you know, just play through the pain. So, yeah, interesting. I wonder what his dad has to say. He's been really quiet about everything. He's not talking about his boys anymore. He's not in the news. So, yeah, not that I've seen. Interesting. So we, we have a couple of teams that have clinched playoff spots already. Yeah. The Bucks and the Celtics in the East and the Nuggets in the West. Uh, it's it's getting that time of year, guys. The calendar, you know, daylight savings time is, is started or ending. I don't really know which, which one is which, but <laughs> you set your clocks back. No, spring ahead. You set your clocks ahead an hour, and that, that means playoffs are right around the corner. Uh, the Kings are going to make the playoffs. I yeah, I love it. I was, I was wrong in predicting that they would, make, they would be better and make the playoffs next year. They were much better and are making the playoffs this year. Yes. They, they definitely, definitely are killing it this year. So I'm excited to watch them. Yeah, they just played and, the Suns uh, recently and they kicked our butts. You know, well, didn't kick our butts, yeah. but it was a close game. But still, they beat us. And yeah, they're just such a good team this year. And good for the Kings. I mean, they deserve it. They, I like that they didn't do it the, the way the other teams have done, you know, like LeBron, you know, creating a super team. They just... Stuck with their guys well, for the most part. Did, right? Yeah, I think we they talked a little bit Sabonis. about this last time. Yeah. The Sabonis and everything. I feel like they haven't. But yeah, they added some pieces here and there. But 
Yeah, they're... but yeah, you're right. The core, you know, De'Aaron Fox uh, was drafted. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of those other, so yeah, some of those other, they have a lot of key contributors, right? Yeah, Kevin Herter is is not a superstar by any definition, but he comes in and hits big shots and plays good ball. Malik Monk, another great contributor. Yes, they don't have, they're not relying on superstars. They're playing team basketball. Exactly right, and they're playing really good basketball. Like you said, they. Out of the coach, which supposedly helped them, <laughs> even though I don't think coaches help that much. <laughs> but yeah, they they did add Brown, you know, and uh, he's he, it looks like he's might might win coach of the year. And he should. Man, it's yeah. it's been what seventeen years since the since the Kings have had a winning season. Oh, has it been that long? I think Dang, yeah, sixteen or seventeen. Insane. And they have a winning season. They have forty three wins. Yeah. So. so congratulations, congratulations to the Kings. To that's them. that's a. a and I hope the Cardinals could do something like that. <laughs> My other Phoenix yeah, team here. Yeah, they suck. Oh, but... you're not talking baseball. <laughs> yeah, the Arizona <laughs> Cardinals. But yeah, they, the Kings last, uh, they beat the Nets to clinch the first winning season in 17 years. Yep, that's what it says here. Perfect. That's awesome. That is great news for them. You know who's not having some great news right now? <laughs> Ja Morant <laughs> continues to be in trouble. So he was suspended for eight games by the league. The Grizzlies had suspended him for two games. Those those count as time served. So he's eligible to come back Monday, uh, tomorrow, March 20th. But the Memphis Grizzlies have said, no, no, he's going to sit out another game. We'll see if he's going to play Wednesday against the Houston Rockets. So if he does play against the Rockets, he'll, he'll have missed nine games as a result of this. Do you think the league has a problem? Does the league need to do more here? I don't understand why they even suspended him in the first place because they said they suspended him eight games but it was like after he's already missed five games and they said that those five games do count towards a suspension so it just kind of made me think like is the league just saying this so they could say they try to do something like they i don't think they want him suspended the league doesn't because he's such an entertaining player and everyone tunes in to watch him but i think they felt like because all the stuff going on people would have said like how come the nba isn't doing anything and this is their way of saying yeah. we did something, and I don't know. It just I don't know. Way back in the day, back when uh, what was it? David Stern was the commissioner. They had sort of a similar problem with it. it was an image problem, right? Mm-hmm. That people, people. When I say people, I mean sponsors. People that pay for advertisements on NBA. They didn't like the the what the NBA had become. They thought it was too. Um, you know, not appealing to to their market, so they stopped advertising. So the NBA kind of went into panic mode because that's how they make their money. Yeah, and and it forced them to you know clean up. They had to start wearing. Was it, is that when they had to start wearing suits, or was that the NFL? That you, I'm thinking. Of? I don't know when it is, but I I do remember when they did make the NBA start wearing suits. Yeah. Okay, that was related to that to try to clean up their image to get some of these corporate sponsors back on board. Uh, that's what, that's why they're sending John Moran. That's why they're trying to do this. They don't want to backslide into that where yeah. you have, you know, your big sponsors pulling out because, well, there's the league is promoting superstars who, who promote gun violence. And mm-hmm. that's not a good look for anybody. So that's why they did something. I, I kind of agree with you. The team suspended him for five. So the NBA just can't come and be like, yeah, yeah, that's good enough. So they had to get a little extra on top of that. Uh, I think, what Memphis did to suspend him before the NBA made a call was was smart on their part yeah. to to make that right move. But man, oh man, they gotta they gotta be careful here. This team, you know, between him and, and Dylan Brooks, it's kind of got this reputation, uh, at least from the outside looking in, of of, of a team that's it's kind of dirty and, and kind of not a really good image for the NBA. Right? 
Yeah, I don't know. Just it looked a little fishy to me that they that they suspended it the way they did. Just like I said, you know, like they just felt like they needed yeah. to do something so they could say they did something. And I don't know, just one hundred percent weird. Right? You're you're a dad. You do that with your kids sometimes. Or your kid does something and you're trying not to laugh because you think it's funny that they did it, but you're like, oh, I gotta, I can't let this slide. So yeah, go to your room. I mean, you don't really care, but you you don't want it to become a habit. So yeah, yep. I think that's I think that's fair. Yeah. And I don't know, I just, there's, he, there's been so much going on with this whole thing, you know, like, did you hear about the, the, like, the police got involved, you know, they did an investigation and then they said there's no reason to pursue that any further so that he's out of investigation. Um, the, the coach said that they tried to help Jaw before all this too, you know, but, um, they just like, they they knew that this was all coming. They knew that something was going to happen. They tried to help him, but it just wasn't working. So. Uh, there's just so much going on with Shaw and all the stories before this too. So, man, I don't. I I wonder. Do you think he'll be back after Monday? Do you think nine games will be it, or do you think that they'll yeah, like hold so. off? I think he'll be back. Do, yeah. Do, is that because I, they I, just they, want him to get back before before the playoffs? Because they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah. At the end of the day, right? The basketball is a business, and having John Moran on the court makes you more money because people are tuning in to watch Ja. Yeah. So yeah, they'll, they'll want him back as quickly as possible. Yeah. I think, but they had to do something and they did that. And, you know, I mentioned Dylan Brooks also kind of having this reputation of being a dirty player. Mm-hmm. He was fined $35,000 for shoving a photographer. <laughs> he was chasing a ball out of bounds. And, you know, the photographer was there and he shoved him and he got, he gets fined 35 K for that. It reminded me of when Dennis Rodman kicked the the photographer Back when he fell out of bounds many, many years ago, just mm-hmm. it's almost like he's he's trying to be the next Dennis Rodman <laughs> in some ways. I mean, literally, this is exactly what Dennis Rodman did. Well, um, and then I don't agree, but I'm sorry. Okay. We, we could. No, let's hear it. Well, okay, so no. I watched the replay, and it didn't look like Brooks did it on purpose. Like he was flying towards the sidelines. Um, he kind of like braced himself up against like the the scores table a little bit, you know, that I was like more of an advertising table and the cameraman was like right yeah. on the side of that. And so Dylan Brooks, like he put both hands up. He like was just trying to stop himself from going over the boards or like going into the camera guy. And I think his hand just met the camera guy's shoulder where he was just kind of bracing himself. And yeah, he ended up pushing the camera guy over, but he had a lot of speed and momentum going towards him. So it was either that option or to like jump over him and then like probably smash into somebody else. So for him to get fined for this, I didn't agree with it. I I was like, that's okay. silly. I it didn't look like the Dennis Raman deal where Dennis Raman actually like kicked the camera guy in the groin, didn't he? Like, <laughs> he did. Yeah, yeah, like on purpose. Like they're both like sitting there on the ground, like, and then Dennis just launched his foot into the guy's groin. But Brooks was totally an accident. I thought. Okay, no, that's fair. I I I just watched the replay on my phone while I was doing something else, so I. I will trust your judgment more than mine, yeah. but um, it is it is interesting that he keeps finding himself in the headline for mm-hmm. for the wrong reason. Right? So yeah, but along with this, yeah, he's there. like he him and uh, Clay Thompson been going over like at it. Um, him and Draymond Green yeah. too. Like, there's all these things. Just like man, Dylan Brooks and the whole organization of Golden State Warriors. Like, there's some sort of rivalry going going on. Even though Draymond says, you know, like this isn't a rivalry. It definitely looks like it because they're it they're going like at it, at each other, and it's has very Memphis interesting. ever won a meaningful game against Golden State? That's why it's I not a rivalry. I don't when think it's... so. Yeah, that, but there's there's things going on like Clay Thompson, like they're 
basically Brooks is talking to, about Clay Thompson. It doesn't even say anything to Clay. It doesn't seem like they were just like going at each other a little bit, like on the court. But then afterwards, like Clay's like, I don't care about Dylan Brooks when he retires. I don't think anyone will ever talk about Dylan Brooks ever again. And so I don't know. It's just like weird that Clay Thompson is even saying anything like that. And I don't know. Just, they just hate each other. Dylan Brooks, he said, I just, I just hold a lot of real estate over there in San Francisco. That's what he said. And then Clay's response was when he retires, no one's ever going to think about him ever again. So I just don't <laughs> get that, you know, like, so yeah. there's something there that I think there's something more there's there, definitely something there that we're not seeing. Yeah, I mean, There might be, but I just, it doesn't seem, I don't know. Yeah. Eh, it's my, my thoughts on that. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Golden State, 11 straight road losses for the Warriors. But <laughs> but they won eight straight games at home. So yeah, man, they win at home. Keep that in mind for your fantasy football play or fantasy basketball playoffs. Keep in mind for your fantasy football as well. <laughs> if you're drafting any warrior players for your fantasy football team, Shut up. you're gonna have a bad time. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of Clay Thompson's with his his? Uh, I'll call it a taunt where he holds up four fingers referring to the four rings that he has. Yeah, that's the other thing he's doing towards Dylan Brooks when they're talking crap. You know, Dylan he Brooks did is... something, He did that to Devin Booker a while back as well. Yep. That's like his go-to his go-to yeah. taunt. What he is, is that the worst is it, trash is it, talker it, in a league cuz <laughs> you can say anything so to bad. him. You know? It is. It's it's He's like the count from Sesame Street. That's all he does. That's your comeback every time he's just to hold up your four fingers like they could be trashing his mom or trashing everything like just about him and being all creative and he just holds up his four fingers. That's just, it's like, I don't know, it's an easy way out and it doesn't mean much. It's just, he's very uncreative and that's his go-to thing, so whatever. Yeah, and it's like, if he mixes it up a little bit and he has some other things, then fine. But no, that's like <laughs> his, it's, do you remember the movie Knocked Up where uh, Seth Rogen does the dance, the dance, uh, the dice roll when he dances? So I just like, only watched like half that movie, honestly. Like, oh, I know, coming from me, like you would think I would love that movie, but I didn't really like that one yeah. that much. But I don't know, right. I'm weird like that. Well. And it, he, he does it. He does a stupid dice roll dance. He's like, I think he's doing the dice roll too much. It's really all he's got. That's what Clay Thompson is. He's only got the one move, so he just mm -hmm. keeps going to it. Yeah, eh, it's not. Yeah. it's not good. And he did that during the game when Dylan Brooks was talking crap about. He just held his four fingers up as a comeback. So it's just like, come on, man. Like, yeah, do something else. Like, oh, whatever. <laughs> it was stupid. And it just keeps going on and on. And I'm, I am excited to watch these two teams if they face each other in the playoffs now. You know, because it. That's when yeah. everything gets intense, you know? So it'll be exciting to watch that if they meet up. So Giannis had a quote, and I'm trying to pull it up here, uh, about talent and basically saying that he wishes he was as talented as Steph Curry and he wishes he was as talented as Kevin Durant, uh, but he's not, and that's why he works hard. Uh, here we go. I'm not as talented as Steph. I'm not as talented as KD. I'm effing desperate. I'm obsessed. I'm scared to lose what God has gave me and the life that I provided for my kids and my brothers and for my mom, you know. So I'm scared. So I effing work as hard as I can because I don't want to lose this S. So do you think Giannis is as talented as Steph or KD? Is is there a talent gap between those guys? I what does that what does that look like in your head? Because I think Giannis is one of the most talented players in the NBA. I think he works hard, but I think Kevin Durant works hard, and I think Steph Curry works hard. So I don't think it's it's fair to say it's just talent for those guys. Well, I think when it comes to Giannis, I think what he's saying is that he's naturally gifted. Like he has this amazing body and he physical just, talents. Yeah. Right, yeah. Okay. Where he could just jump over everybody and he towers over everybody. So physically he's he's talented. 
But when it comes to like shooting the ball, like he's he's not as talented as Curry or Durant because they are like the best shooters ever, right? So I think that's what he means right. by that. So he, I think he's scared that once his body starts physically breaking down and he gets older, he's gonna lose that because he's not gonna he doesn't have that pure shot like those other players do. So I think that's what he means by that. Okay, because to me, when I read it at first, it was kind of like. Is he saying that those guys don't work hard and those guys aren't obsessed with the game? Mm-hmm. Because I would, I would disagree with that. I think both of those guys are are masters of their craft because they practice, yeah, and they they are obsessed and they watch film and they they practice their jump shot and they practice dribble and they do they do all of that stuff. They're just as obsessed. Uh, so I, I was just kind of confused by the whole comment. Uh, I'm not saying that. You know, one's more talented than the other. I think all three of those guys are immensely talented. Yeah. But I do agree with you that from a physical standpoint, from just a physical athlete, Giannis is better on that sense. So he does have to work hard to make the basketball stuff. It does maybe that doesn't come naturally to him like it does to to those other guys. Yeah. Maybe. I think I kind of understand where he's coming from, where he's like scared to lose everything. You know, once he loses it, but he just needs to study players like Duncan or even like Jokic now, like. Jokic isn't like a, a physically fit player, really, yeah. you know, but he just, he's no. really skilled at his craft, you know? So I think if, if Giannis learns how to pick up some of those things, then yeah, he'll be able to carry himself for uh, like 20 years in this league, but he just needs to kind of like polish himself in maybe some other areas other than just physically dominating like he is now. Physically dominate, <laughs> yeah. So he had a uh, a triple double recently, and uh, you you sent me this link. But he he had to get his tenth rebound. He kind of put up a half hearted shot that hit the bottom of the rim, so that he could rebound it to give himself a triple double. And initially, the scorer counted that as a shot and a rebound. Uh, so he had a triple double, and he, his quote even said, "I kind of stole that one." Yeah. Um, and the NBA took it back. They reviewed <laughs> they reviewed it, uh, which I guess they do occasionally. Or, or all the time, who knows? And they said it was not a shot, therefore it was not a rebound. It was just something yeah. <laughs> that and happened yeah, that, in the game. So they took it away. Right. That's what was so interesting. Like it was I haven't heard of the league ever taking away stats like that because you kind of you're stat hunting is it called, you know? But yeah. It was very interesting that he knew where he was at, you know, he wanted that triple double, so he <laughs> purposely misses or just purposely just touches the ball in the rim to get his rebound so to get his last triple double he needed one more rebound and they took it away <laughs> from him for doing it and i i never heard a league doing that and it made me wonder like how many triple doubles did russell westbrook for example like how many did he could he have maybe had taken away because i've heard of him kind of like stat hunting a little bit where like even his teammates will help him you know like there'll be the opponent will shoot the ball and he needs like one more rebound so everyone just kind of like moves away from him off, and lets out, yeah let they him let him get, get yeah. the rebound so i don't know oh that's funny or like that's still rebound though yeah, it's a rebound right it yeah. is but i know Giannis's is like a little different but i don't know just just found so that I've interesting seen him, i've seen him make adjustments to stats before it's not unheard of i've, I've seen it where the stat lines change yeah you've probably maybe not seen it because you don't pay that much attention apparently but in, in your fantasy basketball where there'll be corrections mm-hmm. And they'll they'll do some stuff like that. So it yeah. definitely does happen. Um, what I think when stuff like that happens is places like Vegas have just got to be pissed. Oh, right? yeah. I didn't even think because, about betting. 
what if it what is the over under on rebounds let's say someone bet nine and a half and they took the over well you cash that out immediately after the game because they gave him oh, 10 dude and then two days later they take it away and you're like haha wait i bet nine now i can get this one back so i'm sure there's you a get, betting you get line it on both sides yeah i'm sure there's a betting line where you just bet on him to get a triple double which are incredible odds, oh, sure. i'm sure maybe not yeah. so much for you yeah, yeah yeah it's got to be like what 100 to one you know <laughs> And then if you, no, I don't think it's that. Much. I don't know. Like, yeah, maybe not for Giannis, but like, I don't know. Yeah, that would be crazy. So that's happened before. It happened in a, a college football game a while back where they took away a touchdown because of something. And I don't remember. It was a blowout of a game, so it was irrelevant. But it broke. It went from they covered the spread to now they didn't cover the spread. So Vegas had to pay it out twice because all those people came back wow. you know, three days later and said, hey, I had this bet. They they covered initially, but now it's been changed, and they just have to eat it. I guess that's the the consequence or part of of gambling in the NBA you know, I, or in, I've seen in it, sports. I've seen it in baseball where uh, there was this one player. Uh, his nickname was Mister Three Thousand. Um, his real name was Bernie Mac. Yeah, and it's a documentary. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've seen it. And he, I guess, it turned out like he league. missed two home runs <laughs> after he re- he hit three thousand home runs, and then they took away two no, of no, them. No, hits hits. He had two thousand nine hundred ninety. How do you not remember this movie? I've watched this movie so many times. Yeah, they the three hits he were would. counted twice, so we only had two thousand nine hundred ninety-seven hits. Yeah, and he needed to get three more hits, so he came out of retirement to get those hits, and he learned to be a better person and make some friends along the way. <laughs> do you have that movie poster <laughs> hanging in your house? I, I might. I might have the movie poster. I don't think I don't have it hanging in my house, but uh, R.I.P. Bernie Mac. Yeah, it's a great movie, Mister Two Thousand. Highly recommended. Although it's very dated now, when they have like the sports commentators or like Tom Arnold and people that haven't been on the air in like twenty years. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Mister Three Thousand, Ronnie. Thank you for that happy memory. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> oh, I'm going to buy you man. the jersey Sorry. now for your birthday. Perfect. <laughs> I have in my notes here that Kyrie has made a quote about gambling. You know, speaking of gambling, um, where he said it's ruining the game. It's not making not making it fun anymore. It's gambling and betting ruined the NBA. It's taken the purity and the fun away from the game. Uh, now, anything Kyrie says, you always kind of have to look at it with like, okay, what is what's this? What is he really getting at here? Uh, but let's let's take it for for what it's worth at face value here. Do you think gambling and sports betting has had a negative impact on basketball? I, has it taken some of the fun away? I could see where he's coming from in one area, but if you talk to anyone that gambles, they would totally disagree with them. They would think that gambling helps, like it makes the games exciting. If you bet on one team to win and you'd never really care about that team before, well, all of a sudden you're cheering for them a lot more harder than you would if you didn't bet on them. So. But then I also think about it like in a fantasy football way or basketball way where, you know, like even that, like it makes me cheer for players or, you know, teams that I wouldn't necessarily want to win. Like if I have somebody in my fantasy basketball team that are playing against the Suns, I'm like, well, okay, the Suns are losing, but at least this guy is kicking the butts and he's on my fantasy basketball team. So I'm okay with the Suns losing tonight. You know what I mean? It does kind of mess with the head a little bit in that sense. Yeah. I, I think I, I would I would agree with you in the sense that I feel like there's a correlation between gambling and fantasy. They both change the way that you view the game, the way you look at the game, uh, for reasons just like you said. Hey, my favorite team's losing, but I have the player, the opponent on my fantasy team, and they're killing it. So mm-hmm. at least, yeah, at least I got that going for me. Yeah. So I don't, so I don't are, think it ruins the game. You, I think it changes the way you you become a fan of the game. Are you saying you agree with something that Kyrie Irving said? <laughs> 
I know, right? That's why I'm, I, it feels weird. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> that's why I'm, wait, I'm, I'm reading the quote just to make sure like it doesn't end with, and that's why I will be voting for lizard president <laughs> Yeah, or, or something <laughs> crazy like that, taking my rocket to the flat earth. Yeah. So I, 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 I no, I, I'm going to say, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I see both sides of it. I, I don't, yeah. I'm not, I'm not. I'm indifferent, I guess is probably the word of it. Cause it is, it is, it has changed the way I, you know, fantasy sports and betting has changed mm-hmm. the way I watch sports. Right? I used to root for the team that I root for and I hope the players would do well and everyone else screw them. Right. Right. But now you have your fantasy team and you want those guys to do well, but maybe not against your team, but good enough that you can beat the team that you're playing a fantasy. So you have these sort of interconnected webs of, of rooting. And I think that's good for the game overall. It's, it gives people more interest. It makes the average fan smarter yeah more aware of what's going on in the league so i right. think that's a good thing at the end of the day yeah we keep track of stats a little bit harder right because of all that but i don't know yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm kind of 20 years ago i have no I, I would have no idea who malik monk is exactly right but now I, pff, she's tearing it up right <laughs> exactly so it's, it changes the way that you you watch it yeah i'm i'm, I'm you know what, Ronnie? You've convinced me. I'm for. I'm pro sports betting and pro fantasy <laughs> basketball because I like the way it's changed the game. But you did say he said it, it ruins the purity of the sport, right? So that that's interesting to me. I wonder how it is from his point of view. Like when he goes to hang out with the friends and everything, and after like a really good win. Well, they're... first off, Kyrie doesn't have friends. <laughs> okay, maybe family, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so let's say if he comes home after a really good win and he, you know, he's feeling good and then his friend's like, I lost the bet because you didn't get one more assist, you son of a, you know? You, so How could you do this to right. me? So from maybe his point of view, it definitely does change it because he's coming, pe- coming yeah. home to people who are like angry because they lost a bet because he didn't get a certain amount of stats for their bet. So I don't know. I, I'd be interesting to see him go a little bit further into it and like tell me how he feels when he comes home and like what does he hear like why does he feel like this oh yeah that's fair that's fair uh speaking of Kyrie, so it's been a couple of weeks but quite a few games have been played with Kyrie now on the dallas mavericks do you think this trade is working out what's your what's your kind of a feeling on this trade so i feel like it hasn't worked out in their favor but i haven't really looked at their last games like i they were on a good losing streak, but how are they recently? They they've won two in a row. They are one game above five hundred. They're sixth in the West. Their last ten, they're four and six. I think. I mean, to me, that hasn't really improved their standing in the West. Well, and I think that was the ultimate goal, right? Is to get better, get a better seed. Yeah. But they're just kind of still doing exactly what they were doing before. And Luca was injured for a little bit. Did he come back yet? Oh, he has. I, I don't know. I don't. I try to avoid. Oh yeah. Uh, so left thigh contusion. So he's he still had, out. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. He's still out. Okay, so that would explain. That's interesting because they they won two in a row without Luca. Yeah. So let's see. The last loss was against the Grizzlies. Well, they, was Luca? They played the Grizzlies twice. Yeah. No, he did not play either game. Okay. March 11th, March 13th, they played the Grizzlies. Uh, they lost both of those games, I believe, and. Luca did not play in either. Yeah, he's been out for a while, so it's interesting that now that he's out, maybe um, Kyrie Irving had they time to style. Yeah, yeah. Ky- Kyrie Irving had time to like get acclimated with the team a little bit more. So now they're winning again. But again, and we saw this with Jalen Brunson last year too against the Suns. Right when Luca would go to the bench, they would they would change the style that they played, and it was almost more effective. Yeah, interesting. 
but uh, like he's Kyrie Irving is the best backup point guard in the league for other than Luca, right? So they they have <laughs> yeah. a great point guard to fall back on. But now when Luca comes back, is that going to screw up the whole dynamic and they're going to start losing again? Because there's no point in having two point guards. It doesn't really work in my opinion. But I don't know. Yeah, and I I think regardless. They'll still make the playoffs, but they're not going to make it out of the first round. I think yeah. the West is just too strong, and they're still they're still trying to figure it out. Kyrie's missed a lot of games as well, so it's not like it's just Luca that's been out. Yeah. So I just I just don't think this trade is is going to be in their best interest. I'll be very curious what they do with Kyrie at the end of the season. Do they try to extend him? Do they just say thanks but no thanks? Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be some tough questions. Well, if if you if you say thanks but no thanks. <laughs> then you really traded all of that for a short-term rental that didn't make any, that didn't help you in the playoffs. Yeah. I guess to answer your question, it, it really did help them in the end because Luca got hurt and they have this amazing point guard. So, so far it's been in their favor to this trade, but when they're back on the floor together, who knows? I'm, I, I'm still going to hold to my prediction where they're probably going to make the play-in, but they're going to lose the play-in and they're not going to make the actual final eight. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Time will tell. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else we got. So the NBA and the NBA Players Association, they're working, and it sounds like they're getting close to coming to an agreement on the a minimum game requirement for major awards. So MVP, oh, yeah, Defensive Player that. of the Year. They're going to require that players play a certain number. To be eligible for the award, you, ha- award, you have to have played a minimum number of games. I'm shocked that that has to be said out loud. Like, I think that was pretty obvious, but mm-hmm. apparently that's not the case. I, I'm all for this. I don't know how you feel. Well, I thought that was already the case because remember last year when LeBron was on track to win the scoring record, but then he missed like the last five games of the year, but he only needed like one more game to play to be eligible for like the scoring reward. Do you remember that last year? I don't remember yeah, that. Yeah, so that, no. well, that happened last year. So I don't know, like... Why are they saying this? Like, I, I thought it was already a thing. So I wonder what kind of awards they're talking about. Like, maybe they're talking about winning the MVP award or, but still, like, you're not going to win the MVP if you're missing games and you're injured or you're sitting out. So, right, right. I don't know. Interesting. It's, I just, I'm just happy that the NBA and the Players Association are working on something mm-hmm. and agreeing on something. Right. <laughs> because I, I fear another lockout is coming. Yeah. And I, I hate when that happens because I, I, it doesn't, at the end of the day, it hurts the fans Mm -hmm. and that hurts both the league and the players when you have disgruntled fans or fans that completely walk away from the game who don't watch anymore. I mean, I used to love watching baseball, but just too many strikes and and I was done at that point. It was just like, it, it, it doesn't doesn't interest me anymore and leagues have to struggle with that and you know i'm always on the side of of the players trying to get more money i understand that right. but it's it's rough so hopefully they, they that doesn't happen and they can extend the uh collective bargaining agreement yeah and continue to play basketball yeah it is frustrating as, as a fan when you know the players you know they want more money and they're making like these millions of dollars when you're struggling to en- make ends meet you know living paycheck to paycheck and that definitely makes you not want to watch any pro sports at all and i remember that in baseball too yeah well now do you even watch baseball anymore because i've heard some things where like i still don't watch it but i've heard there's so much technology involved where it kind of like takes away from the purity of baseball anymore like do you do you like it anymore (laughs) 
I I watch highlights on baseball. I don't. I can't sit down and watch a baseball yeah. game because because uh, I would fall asleep. But they've added a lot of technology to it. And I'm okay with technology being added to it. They've added technology to basketball, right? Yeah. They have the replays to let that happen. Uh, but yeah, they're gonna they're gonna let robots umpire. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or call the falls and strikes, which I'm all for. I know I'm steering uh, this ship if towards baseball right. right now. But another thing, did you see that they're also like the pitchers like have to pitch. Like under a certain amount of time or like the yeah. batters have to be in a yep. batter's box for a certain amount of time. So that kind of interests me a little bit because I thought baseball was so boring. Pace so of play was so right. slow. So maybe yeah. it'll, maybe I'll just check it out, you know, and see how the pace is. The, the change was, so when you look at the hysteresis of how long ba- baseball games took, they were just bloated. They're taking over three hours mm-hmm. a game and it was just, it was too long. Yeah. Fans were, were not engaged. So yeah, they're looking at ways to try to improve try to speed up the game so you know or you have I, to pitch to at least two batters you have the the pitch clock yep um, you have some other things to try to try to make it a little bit more exciting try to keep the flow of the game going. i heard a great recommendation by one of the djs here in arizona where if there's a tie game they should have a home run derby at the end that would be exciting <laughs> that would be exciting because yeah. you know how hockey did that you know they do three on three with like the shootouts yeah well they do shootouts but first yeah. their first well, overtime the four four. yeah well no it's three on three isn't it at the end of the game it's three on three i think I it's three on three so. for the five minutes and then if it's still a tie game then they do a shootout but in baseball if they just do a home run derby that'd be like i would be rooting for ties at those the games you know like i would be excited for a tie to happen yeah, it is three on three. You were correct. I apologize. I thought it was four on four. Yeah, three on three is even cool. Man, it's it's really fun yeah. to watch too in hockey. If you ever see those overtime oh, yeah. games, so I fast. love that. Yeah, <laughs> hockey is, I think, the best game to watch live. Yes, bar none, because it's so exciting. Man, I just wish Arizona uh, had a team because I hate watching the Coyotes. They suck so much. Aww. <laughs> they suck so bad that they can't even afford to stay in their own stadium. Their stadium kicked them out because they're just like. They're paying their rent in their stadium. They're like, <laughs> it's like their owner is like, no, just we're going to kick you out. Like you, you guys can't afford rent here. And they end up going to Tempe where ASU plays in like this 2000 player. Oh, I mean, sorry, this 2000 uh, fan stadium. It only holds like a maximum capacity of 2000. And yeah, it's just like, it's ridiculous. Coyotes could barely stay in Arizona. So oh. anyways. Back yeah. to basketball. <laughs> Back to basketball. <laughs> uh, Draymond Green gets his 16th technical foul after throwing the ball at Russell Westbrook <laughs> and the Clippers, which makes me laugh because Russ holds his hands up like, I knew nothing. I didn't say anything. Uh, Draymond Green gets a call for technical foul. He's going to be suspended a game. Dylan Brooks has already been suspended a game for hitting his 16th technical foul. He has since earned himself a 17th technical foul. <laughs> And uh, I I thought it was funny that, again, I ended up on this weird YouTube rabbit hole. Uh, I, I watched Draymond Green's first shot ever as a rookie. And it was a three-pointer that he hit, which I thought was pretty cool. That'd be, yeah. you know, your first shot you hit as a three-pointer. But then he immediately got called for a technical foul <laughs> after the shot for for taunting, awesome. which is just so on brand yep. for Draymond Green. So then I started thinking... What's what's the equivalent of that? Like, let's say football, or or even real life. Let's let's start with football. What's the equivalent of getting your first touchdown and then and then getting ejected from the game? Is that <laughs> is that the equivalent to yeah, that? Or yeah, yeah. What, what would that even look yeah, like? Yeah, you score your first touchdown and then you over celebrate. You know, you do something, some sort of celebration that you're not allowed to do. And yeah. yeah, I mean, that's they kind of are more relaxed like that in football. But do they even have something like that in baseball? Like, if you 
if you flip your bat, for example, like towards the pitcher, like do you get ejected for that or anything? No, but they'll throw the baseball at your head the next time you're up at bat. So they they, they self punish, they self enforce those rules. See, that's those unwritten rules. Yeah. See, they should do that in basketball. Bring the back. Just self punishment. <laughs> throw the you know? basketball at your head. Yeah. So Jamon shouldn't have had the, had the technical foul because he threw the ball at somebody no. that probably deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> what would it be in real life? Oh. Like winning the lottery and then dying the next day. <laughs> Isn't that ironic? Yeah, and then they play that song. Isn't that ironic? <laughs> That's exactly. <laughs> uh, I just thought that was funny. Just hits his three and then gets caught. <laughs> I know. His, his first then, play, that's awesome. It's just, it, it just, you know, it only happens to Draymond. So. I'm thinking of like Ezekiel oh. Elliott. Didn't he get called a penalty when he jumped, jumped he like scored a touch on it? He jumped, jumped inside in the of the Yeah. Bin. Didn't they throw a flag yeah. for that too? They threw a flag. Even for though that. it was like good yeah. for charity and that charity made like millions of dollars off of this, they purposely put that little been out there like every after every single game too well that's what the nfl's allegedly stands for the no fun league yeah but what does the nba stand for uh i don't know no no betting allowed <laughs> for was, the ref i just went to a bunch of cuss words and so i couldn't say it <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh so we talked about this a couple podcasts below we were both so excited about kevin durant and his phoenix suns debut phoenix home phoenix sun debut uh, but he slipped in game warm-ups oh. and hurt his ankle. And now he's going to be out for three weeks. So just a quick update on that if you haven't seen it. He has uh, – March 9th is when that happened. They said three weeks, about 10 days ago, so about halfway through. They reevaluated and said he's doing good. He's taking standstill shots. So I'm uh, not, not trying to move around too much. But they're going to reevaluate it again in 10 days. Um, they need him healthy if they want to be a serious playoff contender mm-hmm. – I don't think the Suns can win the West without a healthy Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and DeAndre Ayton. Those four players have to be clicking and playing to to really do anything in the playoffs. Yeah, we have been... Agree or disagree? <laughs> I, I totally agree. We've been sucking it up recently. We could barely win a game. We won one game against somebody. I don't even know who it was, but I think we're like one in five ever since Durant got hurt. God, it was so frustrating too. And like he, he comes back for his first home game in front of the the Suns fans and everything. Everyone's all excited. They're paying all this money to finally see Kevin Durant for his first time out, like two thousand dollars for like somewhere in the, like the bottom rows and everything. And he gets hurt during warmups. And the <laughs> I heard that the the um guy that was cleaning up the floors, you know, the towel boy, he got taken out of the building not necessarily because. Kevin Durant slipped on a wet spot, but because he was so hurt that like just so crushed that like he missed a spot that Kevin Durant slipped on, he just was bawling and he had to just be removed from the stadium because he was so oh, upset geez. at himself. He was a wreck. Yeah, so man. I, I watched the replay a few times. I don't know if you've seen mm-hmm. it. I didn't see any water on the court, but yep. I just really realized how tiny his ankles are. <laughs> yeah, they are tiny. He's a tall bird-like man, and he went down yep. in a heap. I didn't even see any slip or anything. It just kind of looked like he did it himself. I didn't see him slip at all. It was very weird. No, I didn't see a slip at all. It's just like his foot. It almost looked like the opposite, like his foot stuck and didn't come. I don't yeah. know. It's it was weird. I hope he comes back healthy. Um, so I believe really, this was at the Kings yeah. game, or was it at the Thunder game? I thought it was the home game against the Thunder, but I could be yeah, wrong. Yeah, I think it was, but we ended up winning that game, and I 
I don't remember. Let me look real quick. Let me look at the stats. But I was just kind of keeping check of which ones we have yeah, won we and lost. March 8th. Wednesday, March 8th, the yep. Suns he was injured, destroyed but... the Thunder. Yeah. We lost to the Kings. We lost to the Warriors. We lost to the Bucks. We beat the Magic, and we lost to the Thunder. Yeah, and he says he was injured for the Thunder game. So, yeah, he was missing on that game. So we did win without him a couple of times. We also won against the Magic, which, you know, they're not that great of a team. But all these good teams, Kings, Warriors, Bucks, we lost those ones. So yeah. that scares me. He needs to be healthy. For sure. I don't think the Nuggets, the Nuggets are first. They've clinched playoffs on the West. I don't think they're a serious contender to make the finals just because the playoffs are so different than the regular season. And I just don't think that they can win a, a best of seven against, um, you know, the Grizzlies or, or the Warriors yeah. or something like that. So I don't know. That team scares me because they've never had Jamal Murray healthy on that team. You know, he's always injured for the playoffs. True. So, God, I just yeah. hope he stays healthy this playoff series because I, this team deserves to do good. You know, they've kept this team together and they've been down Jamal Murray every for the last two years. So I want to see what a fully healthy team does in the playoffs with these guys. Even though I don't want to play so against yeah, them. The, the, no, I don't want to play against them either. <laughs> <laughs> the, the playoff picture is slowly starting to come into light. So join us each week. We'll be talking about that. Like I said, this week, the Bucks, the Celtics, and the Nuggets have clinched playoff spots. I suspect the next time we meet, there will be the 76ers will be joining them. Uh, the the Kings might, eh, the Kings probably not. They probably got a little ways to go still. But it's it's starting to come together and it's exciting to see. And uh, at some point, we said we were going to do this, but I, I I never did. But we, we ranked who we thought our one to eight playoff teams would be to see how accurate we are, to go back and pull those up and, and see how close we were. Uh, unless we're really far off, then I'll just pretend that we never said this. And I'm like, what? We didn't, we didn't talk about yeah. playoffs, did we? That was weird. Well, I, I'll, uh, I'll that, go over the playoffs real quick, real quick, because they already have like the playoff sure. picture. So right now as it stands, so Milwaukee Bucks are first, Philadelphia 76ers are second, right? But in the Eastern first round right now, it'll be Celtics versus Nets. So third and sixth, and then Cavaliers and Knicks, fourth and fifth. And the play-in picture right now would be Miami Heat versus Atlanta Hawks. And then Raptors and Chicago Bulls. So that would be interesting to see those two match up. And the Western, it's Nuggets and Kings first and second. Then it goes Grizzlies versus Mavericks. It would They would play against each other right now. That would be an interesting matchup. And then Suns versus Clippers. So that would be a tough one, I think. I think the Clippers are really yeah, strong Yeah, I don't want to face the Clippers. Exactly. The Clippers are, yeah, and, that's a rough one. In the play-in right now, it would be Warriors versus Thunder and Timberwolves versus Jazz. So yeah, but just... Very interesting how that that's all turning out so far, and yeah, I, I like these matchups, but it's everyone's so close right now. It's going to change a lot. Oh, it's going to change but drastically, especially yeah, yeah, in the West. just very very interesting matchups already. Just to see who we're going to face against, and yeah, I'm I'm scared. The, the West is so good. I don't want to face anyone. Like I no, look at these teams. I don't want to face Dallas. I don't yeah. want to face. I mean, I would face the Kings just because of the inexperience. Maybe. Of the I team, don't know though, but man, oh man, they can score points fast. Yeah, I, I mean, I might, I kind of feel good about like the last teams, like eight through ten. You know, it's like Thunder, Timberwolves, yeah, and sure. Jazz. Anyone else? No, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anything else you want to talk about tonight? No, Ryan? I think that's it. All right. Well, then that is going to do it for us tonight. Thanks for joining us, and we will see you next time. Yep, thanks, guys. Mm-hmm.